This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church.
everybody knows something gifted in some form. Now, you know, uh, please don't, you know, have you learned enough about your own life not to allow the world to be driving you a square peg into a round hole? Everything don't fit you. You don't see things the same, don't learn things the same way, don't perceive things. We're different, isn't that right? But thank God he knows how we can learn and do learn and his plan and his purpose for our life. And there's no one that's useless or, un uh, or, or worthless. Aren't you glad? Amen. Good stuff. He wanted us. He loved us, all right? First is God created the heavens and the earth. All you see and all you don't see. You know, there's more to you. Turn your name and say, there's a lot more to you. What more to you than what I see. Than what I see. Than what I see. Now, would be that we could just walk in here for a little while. To realize you have walked in your shoes. Come on. You haven't felt what they felt. You haven't heard what they heard. You haven't. You, you, you don't know uh, what they know. What they have experienced in life. And there's a whole lot more to that. The unseen. But that's God's realm, isn't it? Amen. That's where God's the greatest. Mm -hmm. The physical realm helps us to know there is a God. Yes. But it's the invisible realm that helps us to know that God who is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you got to accept by faith that God is. Because yes, whether we believe him or not, God is. Yes, he <laughs> is. Well, where'd he come from? You can ask him that when he gets. It's in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. First this, God. Well, where'd he come from? Ask him when you get there. I don't know. I just accept by faith. God is. He was there in the beginning. And it says that he started all this that we do know. We'll start from there. Dear God, we're having trouble from that point on, much less from that point backwards from where God came from. It'd be best for us to understand we came from God. There is a confusion, you know, that thinks that we came out of a big bang. Well, I guess we were a big bang the day that we were made. Is yeah, that right? It kind of was a big bang. But I'm talking about where suddenly, away. somehow, there was just this grand, huge explosion, and life was. Well, I guess so. God said, light be, boom! I mean, you know, have you ever heard, have you ever seen lightning? Yeah. All right? How do you know that it was lightning, though? Boom! Light as a sound. Yes, it does. Hallelujah. Anyway, God made us. The Bible says not anything that was made was made without him. Everything that you see was created by him. And he created all of this. Notice that all of the upfront creation of uh, uh, five days, God worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked. And worked. Uh -huh. He got it all ready. And then on the sixth day, he created the one that he created all that other stuff for. He created man. He created you. You know that's a lesson in life, isn't it? They got to work and work and work and work and work, and you ain't even around to see what he's doing. Amen. Are you listening? Mm -hmm. You're not even there. He's 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 making everything ready for you, and then all of a sudden, you know, here you go. God goes, just keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, and all of a sudden, boom! There you are, and you see everything he's done. Yep. But he was working all along. I'm helping somebody. Yeah. You know, everything you need to know is probably in the first two, three verses of Genesis. 
And we'll study that when we get to heaven. Y'all are used to going to school uh, here or uh, getting trained in the things of God. But if you're not, you know, you're going to spend a lot of time in school while the rest of us are out swimming in the lake. <laughs> Eating off the trees. You're going to be in school. I don't feel sorry for you. You need to know it, ain't you? I mean, because, you know, I mean, you know, we're going to have to. You know, we're going to have to have a little tour guide when, when we're up there if you're not used to life like that. That's why we need to get started with heaven on earth right now. I don't believe that. Well, Jesus, then you don't believe Jesus because he prayed that way. He said, we're to pray every day. Father, your kingdom come, your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. What does that mean? As it is. On the earth, as it is in heaven. Or days of heaven on earth. Walking with God, talking with God, living life with God, doing life God's way. That's heaven. Your presence is heaven to me. Oh Lord, your presence is heaven to me. That's what heaven is. Presence of God. Amen. You practice the presence of God right here. Mm. God wanted you to begin with. He still wants. He wanted to do life with us. See, He was unwilling to do life alone. He wanted a family. He wanted a, a people. He wanted to love, but He also wanted to be loved. He wanted to do uh, life. Uh, and, and, and love, have someone to love, and someone to love him back. He wanted to share life. He wanted to do it all by himself. You know, people will say sometimes, say, God's all good by himself. He don't need, he don't need nobody or nothing. That ain't true, man. If that hadn't been true, there wouldn't have been none of this. There wouldn't have been a you and me. God wanted us. In this, this huge need and necessity of mercy and goodness and love to express. And the only way he said, the best way I can do that is I'm going to get me some men and some women, some boys and some girls that are capable of love, of being loved and are capable of loving back. And we're going to do it together because say this with me, together. Together. It's better. It's better. That's why I don't want to do without church. To me, the church, the church, you, you can have church folks, but you know, I'm going to tell you what now. Uh, it's family. We're just practicing doing the family of God here on the earth. Because we're going to be together in heaven if we name the name of Jesus. Amen. That ain't my fault if you don't know nothing. You call me every night on the telephone. Hey, can you explain this to me? You're going to school for the next morning. I'm going swimming in the lake. Amen. All right. So say you better get with it now. Now, in, now listen. Uh, in creation, though, we see all of life's most important questions. Why am I? Why are you? Why all of this? It's because God loved us and God wanted us. Love still wants us. Love wanted to give love and to be loved. You know, God just didn't want to do life without you or I. He, was, he wasn't willing to live life without you. Let me ask you this. Are you willing to do life without God? Are you willing to live life without God? You know, it's, 
Interesting, though, that in the middle of perfection, and God made it that way, perfect. He looked at the, at the, the crowning moment of all creation. All three creation, he goes, it's good, it's good, it's good. Mm -hmm. So this life, and, and this planet, and, and, uh, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, the fish, the birds, the piggies, I mean, all of them, the trees. It's all good because God called it good. Say it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. We're going to enjoy this. He made them for us. All right? But then when he made us, he took it one step further. He goes, now that, that is very Because it was the culmination of every, all that was before was for the man and the woman. And we were in the man and woman. He saw us a long way off. And called us all very good. That everything that he had made was very good. And the Bible says, and God rested in the very good. Well, it wasn't too long, though, before out of paradise and out of perfection, a problem arose. Man got distracted. We get distracted, don't we? And... It's not easy when we get it's easy when we get distracted to get deceived or to be deceived. And when we get deceived, it's just one more step to being disconnected. And we saw that happen with Adam and Eve. And they chose a, another God. And that God was not good, because there is another God. The Bible says the God of this world. And how he became that God was through deception. And through Adam and Eve choosing him as their God. I don't have time to go into all that, but just know this. They chose another God who is not good but evil and who does not love but he hates. And, and the Bible very clearly says that the man and the woman sinned. And sin means this. They, they made the wrong choice. And so they were the consequence. They were separated from the life of God and living life with God. And we all, because... We were in them, so to speak. They were father and mother, the seed, all living human beings. Uh, we were born in sin or separated from God. All right? Now, we couldn't help that. We had no choice in that. Right? But now, here's the thing. You know, to stay separated from God, we do have a choice. We can do something about that. Because of the cross. Because of the choice that God made. Uh, because he didn't want to do without us. And he never stopped loving us. He never stopped wanting us. Even though we were separate. And this is a huge deal. Uh, you know, for me, it's, 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 it's just amazing and astounding. Because, you know... I don't know if you've ever been rejected, but my first inclination is people that reject me. Well, who needs you? Just reject you too. <laughs> I mean, it's just a natural inclination. Isn't that right? And you know, you think about that, that the message of the church to, uh, to quote, sinners. You know, I was a sinner. I was separated from God. But the message of the church is, uh, it, you know, basically, is God has rejected you because you're a sinner. Because you sin. Stop sinning, and God will accept you. It's kind of like, no, God will accept you, and you won't want to sin anymore. 
That's the right way to go. It's like God loves you. He's accepted you. You know, in your worst day, in your worst condition. And you didn't have anything to do with that. He chose to do that. He chose to love you. To make you the object of his love and to never take you out of the center of his attention. Out of the center of his affection for you. He said, I am going to get them back. All of them. And I'm going to love them. I'm going to love the hell out of them. And he did. And he does. And you know, you you know, you don't have to tell me what people who tell me go to hell. I like that. I used to tell where you go on too, Jack. Then you can tell me to go to hell. Watch what? The gutter that flows out of my mouth. I'm going to put it all over top of you while you're on your way to hell. You go to hell, you so and so and such and such and if and what and who. I mean, we'll just spice it up a little bit longer in that day. I know if you want to go, Jesus, you wouldn't have liked me, Gloria. Amen. I mean, I was dishwater dirty and beyond. Lord have mercy. That wasn't good. You know, to me, I, you know, you just have this sense. I, you know, I have some friends down there. <laughs> <laughs> But I didn't, you know, I, 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 you know, I had this sense of God wasn't pleased with me. I had this sense that, you know, all of that. What I didn't know, what changed my life was I didn't know that I was so loved. Wow. That no matter what I said, what I did, what I had, what I was involved in, that many ever changed the love that God had for me that sent Jesus to the cross and that the cross was the change that the cross goes to my life. Amen. And I, I had a, no, a, a number of years separated from God. I couldn't help that. It was my nature. It was just like everybody else around. But what made a difference is somebody that was different came into my life. And the light began to shine. And at first, I didn't like the light. I didn't want the light. They were very bold. They asked me the first morning I was with them, said, have you been born again? I said, man, I don't even know what that is. I read that in the back of the Mother Earth News in the personal ads where Aquarius wants a Sagittarius and you know, gay guy wants a gay another game and all that. You know, I mean, that's your world. I don't know what born again is. I, I read that born again Christian. What in the world is that? Must be, you know, I mean, well, what's a Sagittarius and a bird? <laughs> Amen. So he explained it to me. I said, oh, no, I can assure you I'm not that. Now, I am not that. And I have never done that. Well, don't you want to? Oh, no. I'm not interested. Amen. But you know, I got interested after a while. Everybody say after a while. Because as much as I tried to shake that guy off my life, I realized that God loved me enough to keep him right in there. And I'd do things and he just kept on loving me. He showed the love of God. He didn't just say it. He showed the love of God. You know, even though the original plan of original creation was ruined beyond recognition, 
It's hard sometimes to imagine uh, walking around in the dark once the light turns on of what manner of people we ought to be. That's a wonderful thing about, about church and, and coming to church and being in the context of, of what God is doing because he's ever, incre he's ever increasing the glory and the light and the knowledge of him and we begin to realize what manner of person we ought to be because of how he made us. And then when we go back out in the world, and you can just look in your life and you think about what manner of person we were, and maybe today even we are. Are you listening? All right? But we, we run to him Even though it was ruined beyond recognition, God had a better plan for man. Love would redeem, would pay the price, and it would buy, purchase man back. But it would cost, it would cost the cross. But God would create a do-over for man. The, the, the opportunity of the, of the rebirth is a do-over. Not of the old life, but a brand new life. That's still the option and the offer uh, of, of, of God. Some, you know, uh, and, and let me give you the, the, the message of the cross, the culmination of Jesus, the greatest gift that was given to us out of the love of God was forgiveness. Forgiveness of all that needed doing over so that we could have an actual do-over in our life, a new life. You get to... You get to do life all over again with God, coming out of being separated from God. Are you listening? Amen. Now that, now that is a life-changing event. But you know, Sin and I have stood sometimes at the crossroads in our life and had fights that, I mean, it could have gone one way or the other. I mean, we could have lived life separated. Or we could live life together. And I'll tell you what, we've always had, when you come to those crossroads in life, you always have to choose forgiveness. As God's forgiven us, we have to forgive one another. Now come on now. Amen. And through forgiveness, the ultimate gift, we get to do over. What would have separated us has made us stronger and even brought us together even more. Amen. God would make possible a new creation. We would have the opportunity through the cross and the sacrifice of Jesus, the precious blood, the premium price to have a new life, life with God, no longer separated by sin. We could and can choose the good God, the one who loves us as our God, and God's love came the, through God's love came the greatest gift of forgiveness. Forgiven to such an extent that everything is new and and the old is gone. Now, somehow we live in this mixture of, of we hold on to certain things. But with God, the old is gone. I want to read the scripture over here. This is, a, this is one of the seven thunders of 2017. It's such a powerful uh, thing. I remember the first time I saw it, it just made a big bang noise in my heart. And, I knew God was in it, and it was a 
it was a word for now. It wasn't just for another day. <coughs> Verse uh, 17 of Isaiah 65, this is the message Bible says, pay close attention now. You know, uh, maybe you've been distracted. Maybe, you know, it might be good to, this might be an opportune time to pay close attention now. Who of you realize, I've come to realize here lately, you know, God has said things, said things, said things, said things, said things. Said things. Said things, said things, said things, said things to me, but I didn't pay that close attention to it until I suffered the consequences of the choices of not paying attention. And then once that got my attention, now I pay close attention now. You didn't follow me. I'm, I'm way out ahead of you. I came back up. I, 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 I felt like there was a couple of reactions, so maybe somebody know what I'm talking about. Pay close attention now. You can't do anything about not paying attention then. All that did was work to get your attention now. Somebody say, God, you got my attention. My attention. And you know, he does that lovingly. He waits until, you know, it ain't working, and then we'll go, go say, I've been trying to tell you it wouldn't work. But now, if you're ready to pay attention now, and if you'll pay close attention, are you listening? I'm going to help you. I wanted to help you all that time. I've been telling you. No, 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 no. You know, but you went on ahead. Now realize that when uh, fear will make us do things, that root of fear will make you do things that faith, are you listening? Would never do. Are you listening? Trusting God. But it's, it, it's, we have to, now this is one thing that we do have to learn. All right? We have to learn to trust God. We can make a choice to trust God, but then we have to learn to trust Him because your whole learning before that was to not trust Him. And the basis for that is believing the love that He has for you. And realize that He loved you so much that He covered everything. There's not anything that you could do wrong that He can't make right. And He wants to make right. And has the ability to make right. Are you listening? All right? That's good news for those of us. I won't ask you for a show of hands, but that's good news for those of us who have really done a lot of stuff wrong. <laughs> Amen. And at, and at 34 years into this thing, I find myself in the scripture. If any man say he ain't never done nothing wrong, he ain't doing nothing wrong right now, he ain't never going to do anything else wrong. I remember telling God, it says, he's a liar. He's a liar. Amen. Well, I'm going to tell you what now. I, I remember telling God, you know, and this is the voice of fear. Uh, I told her, I said, God, I just cannot afford to make any more mistakes. I heard the Lord chuckle. He goes, oh, you're going to make some more mistakes. But the good news is I forgive you. I forgave it all a long time ago. Whatever mistake you make, I have forgiven it. And the greatest part of that is not only has he forgiven it, but he also has chosen to cleanse us of that. To, to help us not to make those mistakes anymore. Amen. How many of you know God's will and God's way is better? If you're not, then you have to learn that. All right? Now, there's two ways to learn. You can learn because God tells you, or you can learn because life tells you. You can learn. Are you learning? You can learn because you're wise. Are you listening? And listen. Or you can learn because you're foolish and got to learn the hard way. 
Some people gotta learn the hard way. Oh, mercy. Amen. That should not be your favorite song. <laughs> All right. And there are the easy way is grace, the hard way. Not so graceful. All right. I'd rather learn the easy way. How about you? You know, going to church is a preventive measure in your life. And an ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of cure. Are you listening? Going to church and paying your tithes and giving offerings is a lot better than sitting in the lawyer's office and splitting up your life savings and earnings with one another and mad and strife and all that and selling everything, all that kind of stuff. Come on now. It don't matter. I'm already preaching myself happy. It's the truth. There's a lot of stuff that you would miss if you listen. A lot of trouble God would save us from. Amen. This is good news. Pay close attention now. I'm creating new, new heavens and new earth. All the earlier troubles, chaos and pain are things of the past to be forgotten. Look ahead with joy. Anticipate what I am creating. Now, this is a powerful verse of scripture in that he says all the troubles and the chaos and the pain of the past, they are things of the past. They are. Why? Because God's forgiven all those things. God has a better plan than trouble and chaos and pain for our lives. And if you take the path of forgiveness, uh, then uh, you can begin to anticipate what God is doing. Now, why are you checking out on me right now? Disconnecting when we get to the thing. Listen, uh, you know, some stuff, uh, you know, uh, some stuff we just did uh, maybe arrogantly and willfully, and some stuff we did ignorantly and, unwill and unwillfully. But it brought some form of trouble, some form of chaos, some form of pain into our life. Well, the Bible says those things are things of the past. Pay attention. I'm doing something new. I'm placing those things through the forgiveness, under forgiveness, and when you're done with them, I've already been done with them. I already knew you were going to do it. I already knew what you were going to say, knew what you were going to do, knew what you were going to choose, but I'm telling you, when you're ready to repent and receive forgiveness and change your mind and go another way, it's in the past. I just that quick. That is good news. My Lord, that's good news. Amen. Then, I mean, just that quick, everything can change. You were going one way, but a decision, and now you're going this way. And you know what? As long as you keep going this way, you are not going that way anymore. That's not the only the, the only person that, that that the devil's trying to run you down and and heap that back up on you. Well, honey, I'm done. I'm done with him. I said I'm done with the devil. I've been done with him. Now, he keeps trying to show up, but I, you know, I mean, I learned that you can't be pitiful. Like, oh, I know I'm such a worm. Oh, I know I deserve that. I'm so wrong. No, you're not. No, you're not. Be done with him. He's a worm. He deserves it. Keep it back there with him. Amen. 
I mean, you didn't have no trouble telling the girl, your history, baby. I mean, you're gone. Understand, give me my ring back. Ain't calling no more. Ain't knocking on the door. Ain't gonna drive up in the car. You ain't getting no more money no more, honey. You're gone. What's wrong with you? You ain't never, you know what I'm saying? You got to say no to the wrong one so you can say right, so yes to the right one. I thank God for all the girls that are gone. This one here was a keeper. Show them you done got the ring. Show them you got Yeah! You got the ring. Amen. All the money. All the honey. Hey! Are you living? Not did not got the key to the door and the car. All of it. You got to say no to the devil so you can say yes to God. You got to change your mind about God. God loves you. The Bible says when a man finds a girl. She fell in the gutter. She couldn't help it. She's from the city. <laughs> but I saw how she read when all the cow manure was all over her. It freaked her out a little bit, but she didn't spaz and crazy. I thought, she might work out. <laughs> <laughs> when the, the Bible says, when a man finds, you got to go looking for the right kind. The right one. Amen. Hallelujah. But the devil knows that too, don't he? He comes in this place to get the girl sometimes. That's all right. Daddy got a shotgun. Nobody has to see it. I just answered the door in the realm of the spirit. Who are you? Why are you here? What you want? Oh, you want the girl? Well, let me tell you, the girl come with this. I'm her dowry. Put a big shotgun, two barrel buckshot under your nose. You better. Smell the gravy, buddy. <laughs> you ain't gonna get that girl if you don't do right. You gone, understand? And don't have to say a word, just be nice. Hey, glad you're here. You're here for the wrong reason. You understand God put me, are you listening? As a father over that girl spiritually, and you ain't gonna just drag her off into your do nothing say. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. I know how we got over there. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. Amen. Some of you, I'll tell you what, like some of you like to blow their little self up and then say, Lord, you know, I didn't, I couldn't have, I didn't have time to ask for permission. That one weren't no good. I'll tell you that now. Amen. My own daughter will testify. I'll tell you what, now she brought one boy home. I showed him all my guns. I showed him all my guns. I said, come here, come here, come here. Let me show you my guns. Did he never come back? <laughs> but there they got a lot of guns. Yeah, one of them for you, fool. <laughs> Anyhow, moving right along. We got the guns. Why are we way <laughs> I like this. He says, and to be forgotten. Not just forgiven, but forgotten. True forgiveness. Uh, I love, in the concordance, you know, forget and forgive are right next to one another. Oh, 
Isn't that something? That you can't go very far from the two. But they're they're close together in and when you start to look up stuff in the Bible. Now, how can how can we forget some things? You know, there's some things in life that you that, that the devil just keeps dragging up. Maybe that's been so troublesome, so painful, so hurtful uh, in our life that are things that are things they are things of the past, yet they're ever present with us. And their constant reminder. Here God says, He goes, Now listen, through forgiveness, they also can be forgotten. I need to read the scripture to you, should be all right. Uh, Jeremiah 31. I'm going to read this out of the uh, message Bible. It's a powerful verse of scripture. Sometimes you don't need to hear a preacher say it. You need to hear God said it directly from his word. Mark it down in your Bible. This would be a good place to write in your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, you can write in, get you one. <laughs> Amen. Make it personal. Isaiah, I mean Jeremiah 31, Isaiah 65, Jeremiah 31, and 30. No, I do. Here we go. Yeah, 35. This is the brand new covenant that I will make. Well, let me read up this part of verse. Uh, this 33. Let me read 32. It says, They broke that covenant even though I did my part as their master God's decree. But this is the brand new covenant. You see, see, this shows the heart of God. To us, even even though sometimes maybe we have not kept our part, God's still gonna. He goes, "I'll just do a better thing." Amen. This is a brand new covenant that I will make with Israel when the time comes. I'll put my law within them, write it on their hearts, and be their God, and they will be my people. They will no longer go around setting up schools to teach other each other about God. They'll know me firsthand. The dull and the bright, the smart and the slow. I'll wipe that. The slate clean for each of them. I'll forget they ever sinned. God's decree. Now this is what God says here. He goes, I will forget that they ever sinned. Now, you know, Miss Sandy's good. I'm going to tell you what now. I've never been loved. She's taught me a lot about love and forgiveness. And, uh, but I'll tell you, as good as, as she operates in the love of God, there's still some time that it takes her a while to forget. Amen. Usually I know that shoes I'll come back and go, you know, honey, I'm sorry. I hurt you. I did that wrong. That wasn't right. And she'll go, I just need to pray a little while longer. <laughs> What's happening is we have been forgiven, but it is not for God. Amen. But thank God, you know, I mean, sense like, you know, she forgets pretty, pretty easily. She knows she's just good. Me, not so much. I'm not so much. Uh, Micah, seventh chapter. I want to read these verses of scripture to you. Verse 18 says, uh, Where is the God who can compare with you, wiping the slate clean of guilt? 
turning a blind eye, a deaf ear to the past sins of your purged and precious people. You don't nurse your anger and don't stay angry long, for mercy is your specialty. That's what you love most. And compassion is on its way to us. You'll stamp out our wrongdoing. You'll sink our sins to the bottom of the ocean. Psalms 103, I'm going to read this scripture uh, to you as well. These are wonderful promises that are powerful for our lives. Verse 3, it says, one, O my soul, bless the Lord from head to toe. I'll bless his holy name. O my soul, bless God. Don't forget a single blessing. The first one's listed. He forgives your sins, every one. He forgives your sins, every one. Amen. There's another scripture that says, it says, as far as the east from the west, he separates our sins from us. Cast our sins away far from us as far as the east is from the west. Amen. The funny thing about, you know, north and south are poles, so you can actually go from north to south. Mm -hmm. right? But east to west is a continuum. Yeah. East will never catch west, ever. Amen. And that's what he said he'd done with our sins. You know, uh, he said to look ahead. Is it possible to forget? Yes, I believe it is because with God all things are possible. And how, you might ask, Isaiah 65 says to look ahead with joy. Anticipate what I'm creating. Anticipate means to, literally the root of it is before, the word before and the word to take. The root words of that. So it means, it means to take it before. Amen. <coughs> Sometimes you have to take it by faith before it is an experience uh, in your life. It also means to look forward, to expect, to make happen earlier, uh, to foresee, use or enjoy in advance. Anticipation it, it is this, it is to have the foreknowledge of. You know, in Genesis, there was a man named Joseph, and he has this testimony, gives us his testimony, and he's a witness of these things. Uh, as you know, Joseph was uh, something, uh, you know, uh, uh, happened in his life. He had a, a dream from God. Uh, he was a favorite of his father. His brothers weren't so much for him. They sold him into, uh, they were going to kill him. They sold him into slavery. He went down to Egypt. Down in Egypt, things went from bad to kind of worse. He was lied on uh, when he got down there and uh, wound up in prison. And you know he could have uh, uh, he he could have just soaked and rotted there in all the bad and the wrong, you know the troubles, the chaos. And, you know chaos is marked by confusion. Why is this happening to me? This doesn't make sense. I'm a good person. Why? If God loves me, why all of this? And uh, and pain. It was painful. I mean, you put yourself in his, his shoes. But it all worked out because one of my, man, I've been declaring this because I've heard this in my heart. God said, you need to say this, all things. Even, see, even these things. And we had listed these things. I thank God that God's aware of these things. And these things for me were trouble. <coughs> Chaos and confusion. 
Alright? Why is this taking this long? Why is this happening? Why this and why that? And and and, and the pain that that brings in your life. Yeah. Are you listening? <laughs> Not just from the immediate, but going back over, backtracking and think, you know, if only I'd have been stupid and done this or done that and done the other. If only I'd, you know, da 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 and I thank God the Lord said to me, he said, all things, even these things, Hallelujah. these troublings in your life right now, these painful things in your life, he said, even all these things, I am working, making them, causing them all, all of them, to work together for your good. You know why, Jack? Because you love me, and I love you. You didn't, you didn't know how to love me, but you're learning to find out how much you are loved. Hallelujah. Because you love me and you are called according to my purpose. I'm going to love you through this. I loved you before this. I love you in this. And I'm going to love you even more after it. And we're going to have more, not less, when we get all done here. This is going to turn out for your good, even what the devil has meant for evil. You can't see it, but I'm asking you to trust me. You're not out of the thing yet. You're still in the dark, but I am going to be your guiding light. I'm going to help you. I want to help you. I love you. Come on now. And old Joe's testimony is that we turned over here into the 41st chapter, in the 50th verse. It says uh, this. You know the... Uh, let me just end the story. He was in trouble, but I mean, God got him out of it. Are you listening? From, from, from the problems that he was in, he, listen, somehow all that worked together and resulted, listen, now the devil thought those problems were going to absolutely bury him, destroy him. And God worked all that around, every bit of that around, to position him and to perspective him, to promote him. That in the middle of the problem, he was prospering. Because God was with him. My Lord. So the end of the story is, he, he uh, man, he's get, he got the girl, he got the gold, and he got the gold. And when he had his first child, he named that child Manasseh. And it means cause to forget. He named his first child Manasseh. So every time that he looked at that boy, he said, he was saying, God has made me to forget all my troubles, all the hardship, all the chaos, all the pain. When he looked at Manasseh, he said, God has been so good to me. What came out of all of that? Is a future. Oh, come on now. I didn't think I'd... Come on now. So I didn't think I'd ever be where I'm at right now. I didn't think I'd ever have what I have right now. I remember. Listen, all of those former things. But God has made me to forget all that because all of that got me to this right here, right now. And this, honey, is good. You got to learn to stay with God a little while longer. Stay at it a little while now. Believe God when it's unbelievable. Stay with it when the worst, when you just want to quit and run the other way. Somebody got to hear what I'm saying. Can God make you to forget? 
This man says, I'll tell you every time I look at what God, listen, every time I look back over what did happen, I begin to see that it began to, I, I didn't see it in the same way. Because all of that got me to where I am right now. Everywhere I've been, anything I've been through, I wouldn't take anything for my journey now. Because all of that got me to all of this. And what I'm seeing right now, yeah, I see that. But all of that got me this. This is good. Oh, this is good. And I'm reminded, and that good, now listen, that good is going to grow. Oh, it's going to grow up. You read the rest of the story about, oh, come on now. Manasseh. And then there's Ephraim. Ephraim's the second child. And he's named him Ephraim, and it means doubly prosperous. God gave me double for all my trouble. Tell overtime to preach, but you need to hear what I'm going to preach. If you stay with it, hallelujah. If you just stay and get over and shift over into, you know, oh, I'm forgetting. Amen. I'm not remem seriously remembering that anymore. You'll get to, listen, you'll get to the double blessing. You'll get to, you'll get to what God wants you to have even more. I mean, you know, there's a double blessing. Oh, I love the way this is said. Uh, and then he says, God has made me to forget. Uh, and then he said, and God has, one translation says, he has given me children in the land of my suffering. I don't know about you, but the only thing I'm after in this life from at this point on is, is people for my life. You know what? Now listen. He said, he said, God has made me fruitful. He said, this wasn't for my destruction. This was for my good. He said, I, I'm getting a progency. I'm getting a prosperity and a, and a posterity, a progency out of this. God's going to give me people for my life that I can point back and say, honey, don't give up now. Oh, don't stop now. Uh, I mean, it might have gone from bad to worse. You might not make no sense of it now, but God's got a better plan. And this is not the end. Stay with it here. Don't quit now. This is not the end. God's going to make you to forget all of that because all night someday you're going to say, yeah, it was worth it because it got me to right here. And I don't know about you, church, but I'm going to tell you what. Now, uh, you know, I've had life with the devil, and that was trouble in itself. I've had life with God, and there was plenty of trouble along the way. The Bible says those that would live godly are going to have some problems and some trouble on purpose in this life because there's a devil. But God is working something a whole lot better. The devil's trying to destroy you, but God's making you. The devil wants to break you, but God's in the making of you. I'm saying somebody's knowing the truth here today and getting set free from. Are you hearing? Because you're spending too much time looking over your shoulder, spending too much time in the hurt and in the past, and we need to anticipate. We need to pay close attention now. He said, you need to look ahead. And put some joy in it, son. You find you some joy. Joy is not happy with circumstance. Joy is something. I know God's cooking up something. I know. Amen. I went to that funeral the other day. I like that preacher. He goes, I heard. Amen. 
Are you listening? And then he went on down to, I wish I could do that. Maybe when I get to heaven, they let me be black for a day. Just one day. Song I thought I told Cindy, I said I could do about a day and a half more of that. I don't know to see that a place, but my hand got to go. You know, got to go. And my foot got to go. Pretty soon my head was right out there. If I wasn't a little white spot right here, I would jump up right now. You know what they were shouting about? You know what they were hollering about? You know they were singing about what was up ahead. They were looking forward with joy. Joy got all up in that house. It got all up in me. You know, there's something about when the Bible says, for the joy that was set before him. Jesus hung on that cross. Hallelujah. He suffered the shame. He endured the pain. Why? Because there was a supernatural looking forward and anticipating what God was creating. God sang and he said it before he went. He said, Mom, I'm going to make everything new. I'm going to make it all brand new. It's all going to be worth it. It's all going to be changed. It's all going to be better when I get done. Hallelujah. I know some of you. Now, listen, you got to learn where joy comes from, especially you white folks. You know where it says it comes from? You got to grind the pump. You got to put your bucket down in there. You got to let it reel down in, and then you got to draw it back up. Well, Pastor, we're just happy that you're happy. You understand. Everybody know you're crazy, Pastor. Everybody know. You know. Well, you know, we could use a little more of me around him. Yeah. Come on. Because this is what it looked like. Come on. Amen. I mean, the Bible says, and I ain't never heard it till I just heard it go off in my spirit right now. The Bible says when Jesus was stretched out on that cross, said the reason why he was there was for you and for me. And for the joy that was set before him. The Bible says in the last hour, he cried out with a loud voice. Listen, listen, a loud voice is not a weak voice. It's a strong voice. With a loud voice, he cried out, oh, joy. It's finished. It's all done. I got him back, God. I paid the price. It's all going to be all right. Everything is going to work together for good. Honey, he saw me and he saw you. He saw your little stiff cell. He said, Lord, well, I'll tell you what. Now, they may have to wait till they get to heaven. But, oh, my, 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 my. Yeah. One of the seven thunders of this year, great joy. Great joy. 
great joy in believing yeah. and receiving what God has done for us. Yes. Amen. Amen. You don't have to be like me. I'm not forcing you to be like me. But please, my Lord, let your heart notify your face that you've got Amen. some of mine. Or some of mine to on the inside. I can get up every morning. My joy is I am forgiven all my sins. All my sins are forgiven. From before the cross till after his death. You ain't gonna get it this time because you have been this and this and this and this. And honey, I didn't get it the first time because I had been anything at all except a sinner and the worst kind. And I got it all in when I got Jesus. So how are you gonna keep me from Jesus getting to me now? How are you gonna keep my miracle from happening for me now? How are you ever gonna keep God from loving on me now? How are you ever gonna keep me? You couldn't keep me from coming. You can't keep him from me now. Is the only way you hear things somebody have to holler and sweat and turn red in the face and act a fool? Well, so be it. If that's what it takes. God, I pray you hear a thing today. God, I pray you know how much God loves you. That's right. God, I pray that you get up. Amen. And turn your face from what has happened. That is to be forgotten. Because it has all been forgiven. And we are supposed to be looking forward. And I'm telling you, God is a doing a thing. If God didn't do anything, the sun would have refused to shine. I woke up this morning early, way before dark. Got in my office with the little dogs and with, the, and with God and a good cup of coffee. Brought the sunshine up. When it started shining through the window, I said, hey, he's keeping his promises. It's all true today. True as the day he slung the sun into existence. Told it to be a witness. Told it to stand steady and hold fast. Told it no matter what kind of storm comes, what kind of cloud comes, what kind of, what kind of brightness and darkness rolls in, the sun is not never going to refuse to shine. The sun has been set there by God to keep a promise. He's true. Everything he said still happens. Happening for you now. Doing it right now. Loving on you right now. Loving the hell out of you right now. Pastor Ron's going to come in just a minute. Somebody. I, all of you get up there. We, you know what? Somebody needs to come to Jesus today. Somebody needs to run to the cross and run to this Jesus who loved you. You need to take all your plans, all of your dreams, all of it. Amen. That which has worked out like you thought it should, and that which hasn't worked out at all like you thought it should. Lay your life in front of Him. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.